after two straight winners of spending at the top end of the free agent market, it appears the Rangers are going to be shopping in the bargain bin this winter. And it seems like it's mostly the fault of Bally Sports. We're going to talk about all that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked onto the World Series champion Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this podcast. Thank y'all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, before we get into the Rangers' unfortunate financial situation, the uh, epitome of uh, frustration for from Bally Sports and the Rangers apparently already being out of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Now, it appears the Rangers are out of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. This is according to Jeff Passan of ESPN. Uh, he wrote in his uh, pre preview of the uh, winter meetings that uh, the Rangers uh, are out of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. This is a quote from his article. It said, quote, the Rain- Texas Rangers, Boston Red Sox, and New York Mets were among the initial group of suitors have turned their attention to other players, sources said. Among those confirmed by sources to still be in the bidding, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Chicago Cubs, Toronto Blue Jays, and Angels. The San Francisco Giants have long had a fondness for Otani, though where they stand in the sweepstakes is unknown, end quote. So, it appears that is that. The Rangers' uh, brief flirtation with Shohei Otani is done, and it appears that uh, they are not going to be big players at the top end of the free agent market at all, which makes sense given where they've spent the last couple of years and what they have committed for the long term. But it's it's kind of frustrating because the Rangers don't have that many long-term high-end contracts. They really just have the three. They have Corey Seager, World Series MVP, MVP runner-up, all-star, silver slugger, absolute stud. They have Marcus Simeon, who is also an MVP finalist, a silver slugger as well, and an all-star. And they also have Jacob DeGrom, who we all know is the best pitcher on the planet, with the caveat of when he is healthy. Um, But other than that, the Rangers don't have any big dollars tied up down the road. I mean... There is Evaldi, who's got this year and a uh, vesting option for next year. Scherzer is a free agent after this year. Uh, and that's really it in terms of the long-ish term contracts. There's just not a whole lot on the books for Rangers. So why are the Rangers not able to be at the top end of the market? They're a big market, a very big market, a top five market in Major League Baseball in terms of television size. I mean, the Rangers broadcast in five states. They broadcast in almost all of Texas, parts of New Mexico, I think the entirety of Oklahoma, parts of Arkansas, and also parts of Louisiana. That's five states. That's 10% of the states in the entire nation, just on the local broadcast alone. Now, granted, it's not the entirety of all those five states, but still, it's a huge market and a pretty good TV product. I mean, Bally Sports does, well, for the people who can see it, 
a decent job. They have done a decent job. They have a big hub here in Texas that, you know, is based, based a lot of their um, national shows for, for other teams. I don't think people realize how much, you know, Bally sports is run out of Irving. Their office is in Irving and, you know, out of the hub, the studio there, um, they are the hub for the Rangers, Mavericks, Stars, Spurs, New Orleans Pelicans, and also Texas high school football. It's four NBA teams, one MLB team, one NHL team, and a whole lot of coverage of other random stuff, including a lot of Texas high school football coverage. So there, there's a lot going on out of Bally, but the Rangers are in danger of not having Bally pick up their uh, their broadcast rights for this year, which would be a loss of reportedly $111 million. The average value of the Rangers' 20-year con- 20 contract, according to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, which began back in 2011, is reportedly $111 million. The Rangers and Guardians, according to Ken Rosenthal, uh, are the top two team two teams most in jeopardy of losing their rights with the Diamond Sports Group, which is the parent company of Bally Sports Southwest, which is incredibly frustrating. Because that's $111 million of revenue. The Rangers are coming off their first ever world championship. And it seemed like they were, for all intents and purposes, going to be players at the top end of the market. But the Rangers don't know what their TV revenue deal is going to be for next year. Whether it's going to be picked up by Bally, who is, you know, on the verge of not existing anymore. I mean, that's how dire a situation is with Bally. Um, we'll get into more of that later. But it seems like the Rangers' options are limited. I mean, even even Chris Young said the, the quiet part out loud. I mean, he talked about um, how the Rangers aren't going to be players at the top end of the market in a Zoom call talking about uh, or previewing the winter meetings. Uh, this is a quote from the Dallas Morning News in Evan Grant's article. He said, quote, there's an uncertainty with what the rights fees are and will be going forward. Obviously, we have a responsibility to be financially prudent, uh, GM Chris Young said in a Zoom meeting previewing next week's winter meetings. Uh, quote, that said, ownership has been amazing with the resources they have provided us and con- will continue to provide us. We expect to be active in free agency, but probably not spending at on the level that we have in previous off seasons, end quote. Well, that is a real kick in the nards that is a real you know slap in the face the one thing that i literally just praised ray davis for just yesterday was that he was a good enough owner because he would open up his checkbook and his pocketbook spend money on the good players and shut up and stay out of limelight and well that was a nice couple of off seasons that the rangers had of spending a lot of money not that i needed them to go spend shohei otani money but just the fact that they are you know not really willing to go over the luxury tax on a team that literally just won the World Series and has a core intact that could compete for the World Series and win the World Series for years and years and years to come. Basically, the entire lineup is locked up for at least the next three years under contract. The rotation has some options that have a few years of control and and this year are pretty good, but signing you know one of the top-ish, at least, end of starting pitchers would really go a long way, especially since the Rangers can't develop homegrown starting pitchers at all. I mean, th- this is the, the spot where if you could grow literally one single decent homegrown starting pitcher from drafted and developed or, you know, signed internationally and developed, that would go a hugely long way. But the Rangers haven't done that yet. Maybe Jack Leiter turns into that. Maybe Brock Porter turns into that. Maybe Owen White 
or Kumar Rocker turn into that, but at this point, they are not, which is incredibly frustrating. Boy, it would be nice to have Cole Reagans right now. It would be really... I digress. I digress. But this Bally Sports situation, it is dire. It has been dire from the start, basically, and... There are some worrying signs from around the sports world that uh, things are going to get worse for the Rangers' financials before they get better. And we have to look no further than the Dallas Mavericks and the NBA as to why those signs are very, very worrisome for Bally Sports. We're going to get into that in just a second, right after this for more sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL season... NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Action, the app is so easy to use. It's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more if you're wanting to bet on Dak Prescott being an MVP. He's putting up some MVP numbers on that Thursday night football game. He's been putting up MVP numbers as of late. You want to bet on Luka Doncic being an MVP or the Stars or the Mavericks or the Cowboys joining the Rangers in winning it all this, cal- not calendar season, but this season, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Shout out to the Everyday Rangers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day on Monday's show. I'll be looking at wrapping up what is going on, previewing a little bit more in depth what is going on in the winter meetings because day one is on Monday. Now, this Bally Sports nonsense is uh, getting in the way of the Rangers spending money to defend their crown to be back-to-back World Series champions. And it seems like there's not as much money to go around as I initially thought with the Rangers. I mean... Which is incredibly frustrating. Right now, uh, the tax threshold for next year is $237 million. And according to Track, their projected total tax allegations for next year is $222.5 million. So you do the math on that, or I'll do the math for you. It's about 14 to 16-ish million dollars that the Rangers will have to budget next year, which I don't understand how these extra things in the tax allocations, you know, factor in, but I'm trusting Spotrack because they are much uh, more adept at this. They spent more time. They understand this, these tax interworkings a little bit better than I do. I mean, right now their projected payroll is $207 million, $207.5 million. That is including the active payroll and the arbitration salaries, which are supposed to be about $27 million, the most of which will be um, Nathaniel Lowe at $8.8 million they're projecting for him to make next year in year two of arbitration. Um, But all of that to say, it seems like the Rangers might also be out on Jordan Montgomery at the current price, which... Just drives me absolutely insane. I, I know that they're going to be missing probably $111 million in revenue, but maybe they won't be. I mean, maybe they won't be. Maybe they will get, you know, at least a decent chunk of that. But it's not like they're going to get absolutely nothing. It's not like nobody is going to broadcast a single Texas Rangers baseball game next year. It's not like all $111 million of that is going to go away. It might be significantly less, but still you're coming off a championship. Surely you get a lot of money for that. Surely there is a bonus in, you know, ticket sales from the World Series games and from World Series merch and from people buying tickets for next year and uh, everything that involves winning a World Series. 
like surely there's a lot of money that goes into your pocketbook when you win the World Series as an owner. And if you are a top five media market, a top five city, and a team that just won it all and has a young controllable core for the future, and the one thing you can't develop is starting pitching, you, you can't go into the luxury tax to go try and win it all in back-to-back years. I really don't understand that mindset. I, I really don't. And it, it kind of you know, reminds me of the you know, middle years of the Ray Davis tenure and why the Rangers had to go with an accelerated rebuild. Because Ray Davis was not spending money. He has been the Rangers owner since 2011 when he took over for Tom Hicks, basically. And there was a little bit of interim nonsense in there. But basically, he's been the owner since 2011. And in those early years, in the 2011, 2012, basically 2015 and 16, really, and the Rangers had a you know top-end payroll. I mean, they were making a lot of money, obviously, from the TV revenue deal, um, which appears to be going by the wayside. We'll get into that in just a second. But I mean, from 2017 on, I mean, the Rangers didn't spend big in free agency, even even during those years. Basically, like the last big contract before Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and all of that was Shin Su Chu. It was the only deal more than three years the Rangers signed, which I believe that was signed in 2014. It had been a long time since the Rangers spent a bunch of money. And so them spending a bunch of money in 2021, that winter, was very, very surprising. But this deal with Bally, I mean, you look at the NBA and what's going on there, and it's a worrying trend. Now, the NBA's TV deal is up in 2024, and you may have heard that Mark Cuban is selling his shares of the Dallas Mavericks, or at least you know, a decent chunk of his shares of the Dallas Mavericks. And there has been a lot of nonsense going on with the Bally Sports Company. I believe he is selling the majority of his share, 51%, um, still maintaining a you know, governor role. I don't know the specifics of all of it. It is kind of confusing. Listen to Lock on Mavs. They have uh, more in-depth and accurate coverage than I have got here. But basically, it seems like everything is kind of pointing away from you know making money on the TV revenue. The TV revenue is going way down because um, the NBA TV deal is up in 2024. And there have been a lot. It's not just Mark Cuban who's selling his team. There have been a relatively a lot of sales of NBA teams, or at least of shares of sales of NBA teams the last couple of years. I mean, Michael Jordan was the New or Charlotte Hornets, not New Orleans Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets owner, and he approved sale um, in June 16th of this year. The Bucks ownership absor- uh, approved a sale of a decent chunk of their team in February of this year, and Suns owner Robert Sauver last year sold his team in September. So this is a decent chunk of teams. I mean, it feels like you know we only get an NBA ownership change once every like you know, three to five years. But I mean, that's one, two, three, four different teams, which there might even be other ones that I'm forgetting about. Um, I, I think that the uh, the Jazz or um, the Jazz have, have had some kind of new ownership component in the last couple of years. And, and there's been something going on with, with Portland as well. But this is a lot of teams to, you know, keep your eye on. And the fact that these owners are willing to, you know, sell off a decent chunk of the team, which means they're who are generally smart business people these billionaires usually um it makes makes me think that oh uh, this tv revenue money is going down with the amount of people who have been you know kept out of tv who have been unable to watch you know bally sports have been able to uh, to get you know cable tv with their favorite team i mean bally sports is you know 
whole deal, their whole you know strategy, if you could even call it that from the beginning, was to make it harder to get their product. It really felt like from the time they bought all of these all of these you know regional sports networks that they just didn't have a plan. I was working for Fox Sports Southwest back the day. I worked for them for you know three years, and I remember you know, the very beginning of my tenure was when you know Disney first brought off um, all of the Fox regional sports networks. That was back in 2017. I was just started working there, worked as an intern, and then a high school football uh, fact checker researcher um, in the fall of 2017. I remember hearing about that deal and there was a lot of uncertainty going around the company of like, what the heck is the fallout of this going to be? Because Disney is not going to be able to own this. They're not going to be able to the ones who are running this. I mean, they would have too much of a monopoly because they have ESPN um, and they would have all these regional sports networks. And that was just, you know, would be too much of the market share. So they would have to sell it off to somebody. And that somebody was uh, Bally or um, Diamond Sports Group as they are called. And so Diamond and Bally, they are owned by a uh, gambling company is basically kind of where their bread and butter is. And so they were kind of trying to get into the sports and sports gambling kind of money, which was really exploding back in 2017, 2018, when all of this was going down and has exploded even further. But they didn't really seem to have a plan for what exactly they were going to do differently than Fox Sports had done when it was Fox Sports Southwest and all these other Fox, you know, affiliates. It was just not really much of a plan going forward. I mean, they started a you know, national show talking about gambling every day that called the the rally on Bally. Um, but it seemed like a lot of their business model was, you know, the way that these TV networks make money is they will go to the providers and they will collect a fee for, you know, having their channel on your different cable packages and everyone knew that you know cable tv was dying at that point and still is dying quicker deaths because of bally but the one thing that you know was keeping people paying for cable was local sports live sports that was the whole deal and they made it harder for cable companies to get their package they made it more expensive for cable companies to have Bally Sports. I mean, that's why there's what two different TV providers basically that have it. It's like Spectrum and DirecTV, and you can't get it on any of the you know streaming. You can't get it on like the Hulu or the YouTube TV or you know so many other different providers made it much more difficult to get Bally, and so people just weren't able to watch their favorite teams, and then they weren't able to you know, start a streaming service where you just pay like 20 bucks or whatever to watch your favorite teams, which I think would have made a lot of sense and a lot of people would have done that, but they didn't go that route because they couldn't go that route because uh, just the way that the laws around, you know, having streaming rights for different things worked, it just didn't feel like a very well thought out plan. And so the result has been Bally and Sinclair and what Diamond, whatever actually owns um, the network that broadcasts, you know, half of NBA games and, you know, 40 to 50% of MLB games and a lot of NHL games as well, as they just didn't really know what to do. And so they've been going broke for the last couple of years and not being able to pay out their big deals. And the fact that the Rangers are one of the teams that they are most in jeopardy of losing their broadcasting rights, a team with such a big market and coming off a championship with so much interest is just absolutely mind-boggling to me that nobody involved with that company at the top end 
really knows what they're doing. And it is having a huge cascading effect negatively on Major League Baseball, on the NBA, I'm sure on the NHL as well, and just on sports in general. Coming up, we're going to look at what it means for the Rangers and what they have to spend in this offseason because of this Bally Sports nonsense. Right after this word from our sponsors. Shout out to the Air for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. On Tuesday, I'll be recapping day one of the winter meetings because they start next week. There will hopefully be maybe some positive news about the Rangers actually spending money. But let's look at their tax their um, tax threshold. They've got you know $222 million. So again, somewhere between $14 and $16 million to spend. And um, here is Evan Grant putting out this piece yesterday about let's look at the bargain bin for the Rangers starting pitching options, which is just so incredibly bleak. The list, I, I, there's a fine list, a, a reasonable list. Um, Michael Walker, Lucas Giolito, Frankie Montas, Sean Manaya. I mean, those are the four names that are at your list as opposed to what we were thinking about earlier of the Rangers being big players for Josh Hader, Jordan Montgomery, Shohei Otani. Uh, maybe they take a crack at Yamamoto. There is no chance in heck they, they take a crack at Yamamoto anymore. Just absolutely gone. Blake Snell, absolutely no chance. Uh, they already missed the boat on Aaron Noah. And um, we'll see if there's any chance at a Jordan Montgomery reunion, because I honestly have no idea what that contract's going to look like. I mean, he's projected, according to Track, to get six years, $110.4 million, which is $18.4 million per year, which is at the high end for what the Rangers could spend for this entire offseason and you know, not be in the luxury tax. That would probably put them into luxury tax. But again, I say if you're not willing to bring back your World Series hero, your playoff hero, at a pretty reasonable price, when he fits so incredibly well with your team and with your needs, then oh, what the heck is the point? What the heck is the point of owning a team? I mean, you just saw how much this championship meant to this team. And I get that there are some fiscal realities of being a billionaire. I mean, the, the reality is you can spend whatever you want and, uh, you know, buy an island and buy, you know, the state of New Mexico or whatever and have plenty of money left over to spend because being a billionaire is inherently ridiculous. And I literally cannot fathom how much money that is. And neither can you. And none of us will ever be billionaires unless your parent is a billionaire. That's just not how it works. But, you know, being in this market, having this team and seeing what it was like literally two years, two off seasons of spending on basically three players of spending big got you a championship and you are right there to have a sustainable future by just adding one guy at the top end of the market in Jordan Montgomery. And you're not willing to push into that, you know, luxury tax threshold for that. If you're not willing to push into it because you are a World Series champion, a reigning World Series champion in a big market, granted, there are some questions about you know how much money you're going to make from your revenue and how much money they would make if you know MLB took owner over um, the streaming rights, broadcasting rights for the Texas Rangers. But again, why? Why are you being like this? Why is this a question? Why is this the stuff that you were telling your GM, your president of baseball operations? The whole strategy was don't be a broke boy the last couple of years. That was the primary strategy for the Texas Rangers. And they spent smartly. They spent very wisely on the people who they did spend on. 
And it seems like this Bally Sports conundrum is going to, you know, completely just derail what the Rangers have built and being able to spend at the top end of the market because they're, you know, not going to have this guaranteed revenue stream. It, it feels, it screams just crying poor and crying scared for a team that literally just won it all with a strategy that I am employing them to employ just a little bit of. I don't, I'm not saying go throw $700 million at Shohei Otani. That might be a bit too much for what the Rangers are looking for in their needs. I think Shohei Otani would be worth it. But again, it's fine if you can't go get that. If you can't throw $250 million at Yamamoto, okay. I get it. You don't want to throw $150 million at Blake Snell? Okay. I understand it. You didn't want to throw $172 million at Aaron Nola? All right. Makes sense. But you can't throw 110 at Jordan Montgomery, who just dominated the Astros in the playoffs, was literally the only person who could kind of stop Jordan Alvarez in the playoffs, got you to a World Series, wasn't great in that World Series specifically. But without him, there is no way the Rangers win it all, let alone maybe even get to the ALDS. And you can't bring him back because, ooh, $3 million more than we could budget, just barely getting into the luxury tax for, I believe, the first time. They might have crossed into it a little bit the back half of last year. But really, you can't bring back your World Series hero? What is the point of having all of this money if you're just going to sit there and cry poor? I understand there are some risks. There were some risks when you signed Corey Seager to a 10-year, $325 million deal. There were some risks when you signed Marcus Simeon to a seven-year, $175 million deal. There were definitely some risks when you signed Jacob DeGrom to a five-year, $185 million deal with the option to go up to six years, $220 million. There were some risks there. And you decided at that point, yes, they're worth taking. I think that's worth it. If we get to the World Series, if we win the World Series for the first time in this franchise's history, it will mean so much to this community, so much to, you know, everybody who has rooted for this team for years and years and years. And yes, maybe the back end of those deals will look kind of bad. Maybe Jacob Grom gets hurt and gets Tommy John. He did. And you still won the World Series. But now, because there is a little bit of uncertainty with Bally Sports being a mess, which you had known for years... It gets to be too much. I just don't understand it. I mean, it seems like Bally Sports might be done by 2024. Mark Cuban told WFAA in an interview that uh, there is almost no way that the Mavericks continue their relationship with Bally. I mean, other NBA teams have already started doing this. The Jazz and um, the Phoenix Suns have already started broadcasting their own games. The Arizona Diamondbacks uh, are no longer being broadcast by Bally Sinclair. Same with San Diego. Those broadcasting rights have been picked up by Major League Baseball um, in the Padres. So maybe the Rangers go that route, and maybe you're not making $111 million per year. Um, but may maybe you are. Maybe you are. I don't know what the revenue streams for that look like, but I'm sure if you offer a plan kind of like what the San Diego Padres were doing, if MLB owns the rights, and MLB TV is a very good product, it is very well run, and if you can take off the freaking, you know, blackout restrictions, which should be the main goal of all of these different sports companies, is just, all right, I will pay, you know, $30 a month, 
to watch every single MLB game with no blackout restrictions. I already pay, you know, 150 but however much it is for MLB TV, plus the, you know, however much cable runs, sometimes upwards of 100 bucks a month for cable TV, just to watch every baseball game without blackout restrictions. And that should be the top priority of Rob Manfred. He has had many public public screw-ups. He has had many guffaws. And I still don't think he actually gives a crap about the sport of baseball. He has done some general good for the sport with the pitch clock and the shift ban and all of these rule changes this year. I think the shift, the pitch clock might end up having some, might end up looking back and it might have caused some pitcher injuries. Um, but for the most part, there is a lot of excitement around the sport of baseball. Um, and despite his many screw-ups, especially with the handling of the Astros situation and his handling of the lockout, which was absolutely abysmal, if he can end these blackout streaming rights and let people watch their favorite teams, surely that will bring in more money for the owners. Now, maybe it's not $111 million, which always felt like um, a lot, and uh, just making it easier for people to watch their favorite teams, which people will want to do now. I mean, the Rangers making $111 million on that deal last year when the Rangers were bad. Surely they would make more money this year when they're actually good and the reigning champions and people actually believe in them for the first time in, I don't know, forever. Surely that would be a nice boon to your franchise and your team. And you saw the dividends that paid off almost immediately. You know how hard it is to turn around a franchise in basically two off-seasons? That's nearly impossible. Going from 100 losses to a World Series champion in two years. Going from 90-plus losses to a World Series champion in one year is incredibly difficult. And the Rangers did it by opening up the pocketbook, signing the checks for the good players to play for your team. It is not that difficult. It is not that complicated. And... If you are not willing to go into the luxury tax for a season, barely dip into the luxury tax, mind you. Not go crazy into it. Not going Steve Cohen level, spending, having a $300 million payroll. That, that That's a bit much. But again, possibly could do it. But I'm not asking for that. Just barely dip your toe into that luxury tax. You are a champion. Act like it. Do not act like a broke boy. Do not act like the Seattle Mariners. Do not act like the Houston Astros are acting right now. Do not act like so many other of these franchise franchises in Major League Baseball who did not go for it. Go for it. Keep going for it. Because it will pay off in the long run. It will absolutely be worth it. And I am losing my freaking mind that Bally Sports being a hot mess express is ruining the, ch- the Rangers' chances to have another perfect offseason. It is an unfortunate reality that we end on that this week. But hey, that's where the Rangers are right now. Maybe they'll still get their act together and go sign Jordan Montgomery or go sign several free agents and you know tap into that luxury tax just a little bit. But at this point, it is looking rather grim. But that's going to do it for this week's shows. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.